They're willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about the Hamas conflict in Israel. And we could be talking about Ukraine and we could be talking about how the whole world's a mess. You know, one of the things that we probably should be talking about more than any of these things is the scary business of foreclosures being up, I mean, skyrocketing. That's a that's some pretty bad news in and of itself. Or that Donald Trump has been issued a gag order and can't even talk about, you know, the people that are uh, going after him. Vernon Jones set, set that straight. If Jack Smith wants to gag Trump, That doesn't mean that we all can't speak on Trump's behalf, can we? You know, these evil Westerners, these evil globalists, these evil G7 people, these evil NATO aggressors are the problem. Larry Fink and BlackRock and those corporations that are beholding to their political ideologies are the problem. This conflict in Israel has been going on for centuries. And there's not a thing we can do about it. It was the it was the West that messed it up in the first place. You can go all the way back to Sykes and Pico. You can go all the way back to the Ottoman Empire collapse. You could all go all the way back to World War One. And you could talk about how they divided up the Middle East in such a way that was tortured, that was, you know, recipe for disaster, recipe for conflict. But shame on them for never really being able to figure it all out. Two, shame on them. But we have some interesting uh, new information that came out of the Free Beacon. And... 
it's kind of interesting because this conflict in Israel could be just standard fare in the way conflicts originate in general. For example, let me ask you something. Pay attention now. Does anybody really, I mean, does anybody believe, and I think I do, I believe, but does anybody sort of know why COVID happened? You know, I mean, we don't exactly know. We don't know for sure. We don't know if it was a... uh, we don't know if it was a strategy for global takeover or usurping power from the middle class. We, we don't know. We, we do know that that happened. We don't know why the COVID was launched in the first place. The bioweapon. We don't know why that bioweapon was released from China, except for the fact that we know that Fauci was paying for it and Fauci investigated it and Fauci covered it up and Fauci lied to the American people in order to appease the financiers that pay him royalties. Like, for example, Big Pharma worked together with the globalists' agenda and the Open Border Initiative and, in addition, to rig the election. So, like, someone could, you could really make the argument, couldn't you, that COVID was launched to rig the election to get rid of Trump. That might be a little bit, you know, narcissistic, maybe. That might be a little bit narrow-minded or short-sighted. If all I'm thinking about is Trump, Trump can't possibly be that important, can he? But there's a lot of audio on tape that suggests, yeah, he was. That Klaus Schwab was fearful of him. And that George Soros said, we need to put an end to this. It worked with Hillary Clinton, no less. And Christopher Steele and Greg Simpson from Fusion GPS to hatch Russian hoaxes and blame Russia. Because Russia was the chief competitor to the oil interests coming out of Iraq, where ISIS was the mercenary group paid for by the United States, to behead journalists to keep them from telling the story. Their evil in hell has no limits, is my point. So, look, the thing is, they have this evil in them. They'll do anything. They'll start a war just to depopulate. Isn't that what they want? The same people starting the war want to depopulate? It wasn't it Bill Gates that said, I mean, it wasn't me that said it. It was Bill Gates that said, we want to shrink the world population from, you know, where it's expected to go up to about 9 billion. We, we want to get that down to about 6 billion. We... If you're Boris Johnson's father, you'd like to see it, uh, or if you're Jane Goodall, or if you're um, a whole host of other World Economic Forum speakers, you would like to see that number go quite lower. But Bill Gates, you know, being the smart guy that Bill Gates is, 
Bill Gates said, you know, he he could he could depopulate and achieve those goals through socialized medicine, new vaccines, and reproductive services. Abortions, socialized medicine, death panels, and you know, and new vaccines, mRNAs. So, okay. I'll take him at his word for it that he was respond. He was the one that financed the 201 event in October 2019, wasn't it? Didn't he? And he's the one that actually doesn't speak too well about climate as being an existential threat. Bill Gates has been on record as saying that because he has an other interest that requires um, more farming, but with with special kinds of seeds that are embedded with all kinds of different products and ingredients, like formaldehyde. He's saying, if you cut out farming, how are we going to kill more people? That's what Bill Gates is saying. How are we going to depopulate if you cut out farming? <laughs> we got to poison the people, doggone it. That's what Bill Gates is, in essence, saying. Look it up. I got I got an audio clip somewhere. I don't know if I can cue it up today, but I got Bill Gates on record saying something that it's is that's at odds with his globalist brethren. And the reason why is because I think Bill Gates thinks he has a better solution for depopulation and that's, you know, so that people could eat foods that de, uh make them ill every time they come near meat we've also in the past we've played audio clips of the scientists that say we can inject you with a certain injection that would make it so you would almost throw up every time you came near meat every time you ate meat you would regurgitate like like people have um an adverse reaction to shellfish or have an adverse reaction or gluten you know, to gluten or, you know, all these different uh, food ailments, they could create a food ailment against meat and then that would solve the meat craving problem. People can't eat meat, so therefore no cow flatulence, right? Because that's really going to kill us all with the CO2 that we need to live, but never mind that. Forget about China or all these other people that are polluting the earth, but... No, we gotta, we gotta achieve. We gotta adhere to the Paris Agreement, which says that China and India can manufacture all they want because they're developing nations, and that the West has to stop manufacturing altogether in order to meet its net zero goals. How nice! It's all a form of regulation. And Larry Fink, we played that clip right, where he basically wants to force behavior. And that forced behavior requires DEI, indoctrination, equity, inclusion, all kinds of uh, communist programs, because that's what equity is. It's not equality. It's equity. It's where everybody gets the same outcome. Everybody wears the same helmet. Everybody reads from the same hymnal. And that book isn't part of your yesterday's learning book. Otherwise, you couldn't explain away why it is that seventh graders have a second to four, 
second grade, third grade, or fourth grade math level skill. But while we're talking about all these endless wars, these perpetual wars that make the military-industrial complex really rich, and I mean, we're giving money to Hamas, you know that, right? We're giving money to the Palestinians, aren't we? We've been giving money to the Palestinians for how long? A long time, right? So the American taxpayers giving money to Hamas and the Palestinians. We just unfroze $6 billion to Iran, which involved Hezbollah. Even Hamas is a proxy uh, militant group financed by Iran, but Hezbollah traditionally is Shia and under the umbrella of Iran. So are the Houthi rebels in Yemen that agitate Saudi Arabia, the Arabs, because it's the Shia and the Sunnis. They don't like each other. Hamas is more Sunni and Arabic. And so you got the Gulf states and you got all this conflict going on, almost by design. But the United States Secretaries of State and and the, our State Department in general and coming out of Foggy Bottom, you got Foggy Bottom money going to Hamas, you got Foggy Bottom money going to Israel. Who who are we cheering for anyway today? Does anybody even know who the who the good guys and the bad guys are? Because in Europe they're saying that Israel is in violation of war crimes because they cut off the power, energy, and electricity and water to the Gaza Strip and West Bank, and therefore a lot of people are going to starve to death, die, and that's going to be um, a, that's a they said that's a violation uh, of war crimes. I mean, so it's a war crime. They said it's a war crime. Then you got Hamas, you know, kidnapping, you know, these model-like women that are portrayed all over the mainstream media. Not the ugly people, not the ugly fat girls, but the the really nice-looking girls are the ones being pushed out there for propaganda. As is always the case in media, you know, whether it's a kidnapping or or some sort of martyr dumb but you got Hamas, and what they're doing is they're beheading little babies and and uh, all across it. Because it's not like that story hasn't been told before, because that story has been used before in other conflicts. Women and children, babies being beheaded and all this. And it stirs up emotions. And then what you do as a citizen, as like a middle class person who cares about things, and doesn't like these atrocities and would just rather have world peace, has to deal with this news bombarding them over and over and over again. I turned on Fox and Friends for a minute, had to turn it off. I'm like, oh, okay, we got the we got the model, we got the child, we got the bombs, we got the missiles, we got everything that creates, you know, good theater. But Is it propaganda is the question. Is it propaganda? I don't know. I don't know whether it's who to believe. Is Hamas really killing these babies? Because they're denying it. I believe they probably are. And that's terrible. That's awful. 
But it wouldn't be the last time or the first time that globalists and military-industrial complex didn't wag the dog or create a false flag event or bomb a building or blow people up or kill people so that they could escalate a war or continue a war like, you know, Lindsey Graham was kind of pushing for more conflict in Syria back when Trump was president. And then all of a sudden, Trump says, I just want to get out of Syria. I want to take our soldiers from the Syrian front, and I want them to actually replace ISIS to guard the Iraqi oil so that, and they're like, no, that's going to disrupt our whole operation, dude. And they didn't want that. So next thing you know, there was a chemical war, and they blamed Russia. And then uh, Trump had to stay. You see how that worked? Continue the operation. Continue the, you know, and we know that fraud exists because we just saw Bob Menendez from New Jersey, the senator, acting as a FARA foreign agent for Egypt as a senator writing policy. Remember, Bob, just remember that the first speech that uh, Obama gave was in Cairo. Very first foreign policy speech he gave abroad. First speech he ever gave off the American soil was in Cairo. He apologized for America. And he talked about promoting the Muslim Brotherhood because they were kind of in line with SEIU and his union bosses and and all kinds of things. Black Lives Matter was launched and they were in love with the Muslim Brotherhood. And then they overthrew Mubarak in Egypt. <laughs> Thank you very much. And then they installed Morsi, who is a Muslim Brotherhood guy. And that didn't work out too well. And now they have El Sisi. And both Erdogan, the most corrupt Turkey leader of all time, the leader of Turkey, Erdogan, corrupt, militant, communist, socialist, was like best friends with Obama. And they chose not to acknowledge El Sisi as the leader of Egypt. And here we got Bob Menendez, the senator from New Jersey, who used to browbeat uh, Trump on ethics, <laughs> is, is, a, is a foreign agent for Egypt. He cares more about Egypt than he does about America, who he serves. He's been elected to serve. How does this guy even get reelected? How does Lindsey Graham get reelected? Well, one of the reasons why Lindsey Graham got reelected is because they abolished the the South Carolina GOP abolished the pri, the GOP primary in the name of COVID and suggesting that Trump doesn't need a primary, he's going to win anyway. But it was all about protecting Lindsey Graham because they wanted to primary Lindsey Graham out and they never got the opportunity. But let's talk about some real news for just a second. And we'll get back to the the other stuff that we can't not not talk about, but this is a big deal. This 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 right here that I'm about to tell you is kind of big. And it's not sexy, but it's kind of important. Unusual Wales put this out. Very respected financial firm. The number of homeowners hit 
with foreclosure notices in the third quarter of the 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 year so that would have been July, August, September. Those months that that monthly data is in. The number of homeowners hit with foreclosures notices, foreclosure notices in the third quarter of the year jumped of 2023 jumped 34% from a year ago to nearly 125,000 per per uh per atom uh which is the source um so here the the thing about that is is that it's up 28% over the last quarter so over the previous quarter that's the scary part the scary part is how much it's over the previous quarter. So, but it's up 34%. And they were up 28%. Yeah, 28% from the previous quarter. 34% from the same quarter a year ago. That is a huge jump, folks. That, that coupled with the idea that we are now over a trillion dollars in credit card debt. Unemployment means nothing if you can't pay the bill. So, you know, inflation is... is it doesn't even matter if people gotten, have gotten pay raises. It's not keeping up with inflation. If you get a 3.4% pay raise and inflation goes up... Look, let's face it. Inflation isn't what they're saying it is. You, you price out what you paid two years ago on butter and milk and stuff like that, eggs and stuff like that. Come on. It's up, like, in some cases, 70%. But we're talking about, like, anywhere from 25 to 75%, depending on what metric metric you're looking at. You know, oil is going to be one thing, but it's up across the board. I think that the average is about 25%. Now, if you want to go and buy a luxury boat or pay cash for a house, you're going to get a bargain. So if you're rich, you're going to do well. But if you're not so rich, then you're going to pay 25 to 75% more today than you did under Donald Trump pre-COVID. Yeah, the globalists got it all figured out. They're supposed to lower your bill because they're supposed to streamline everything. That that was their utopia brochure, but they lied. It's a it's a doggone shame, they say. Special Prosecutor Jack Smith. Now, this is Vernon Jones. This is a congressman. Uh, he says, bitching about Trump telling the truth about him goes and complains to the judge and gets a gag order on a Trump on Trump on Trump since Trump can't talk about the low down and dirty Jack Smith uh, um, let's all do it for him is what he's basically saying Jack Smith is a dirty low down abusive and lying crooked prosecutor this is the tweet from Vernon Jones from Georgia who used to be a Democrat, a black guy that's now a Republican. 
So um, here's another little story that I think is worth talking about a little bit, like for a minute. Poll, Jim Justice. Jim Justice from West Virginia leads Joe Manchin by 13 points in lead up to West Virginia. We got Landry, who just won the governorship in Louisiana. And uh, we had Landry on our show. And, And what I'm saying is, is that there is movement it it may not be sexy, it may not be big, but we are making progress. Why? Because the polls really don't lie if you have independent real polls or if you have polls talking about the issues. As soon as you take, you know, people's emotions about Trump out of the polls, you got a real number that's just terrible for Joe Biden. The latest ABC News, and, and people's hearts and minds are changing as Trump becomes more of a martyr and as as uh, Biden starts to really wreck our country, uh, which he started when he was inaugurated. Um, but this is what you have when you have a rigged election. He should have never been in that office. He didn't have the chops to win. He cheated because he's a fraud. And the Biden crime family is a crime family. But the latest ABC News poll is catastrophic for Joe Biden. Okay, so let's take a listen. Let's let's, let's take let's read this list. He is underwater on every single policy issue. Twenty six percent approval on immigration border. Twenty. Who are the twenty six percent? By the way, twenty nine percent approval on inflation. 32% approval on gun violence, 33% approval on crime, 33 on uh Iran. Why why even 33 though, you know? 36% on the overall economy, 39% on climate change, 39% on abortion, 41% on uh, his handling of Ukraine-Russia war, 41% approval on Israel and Palestine. This does not bode well for Joe Biden in 2024. Now, here I'm going to get to something interesting. I, I, re- I came across this from the Free Bacon, and Revolver News was covering some stuff, and it's kind of interesting, I have to say. And I'm going to read it to you. And here it is. This says how taxpayer funded how taxpayer funds are flowing to a group bankrolling anti Netanyahu protests. Think about that for a second. What I said in the very beginning is I think that COVID was started in part to get rid of Trump by using it to rig the elections using mail-in ballot and ballot harvesting fraud. Okay, does that sound unreasonable? Reasonable? What is that? I think it's reasonable because that's exactly what happened. Whether how planned it was, they did have that 201 event, you know. So that's what I'm saying, right? Now the globalists advanced, the far big pharma advanced. And there's a lot of pay-to-play, whether it's Big Pharma buying ad dollars to get the media to create the narrative and carry the water, uh, whether it was 
you know, Pfizer sitting on the panel, uh, advancing, helping Klaus Schwab and BlackRock advance their globalist agenda. DEI and ESG and the whole climate change initiative in the wake of COVID pandemic. It also helped the WHO usurp power from each sovereignty from each country. It it was a distribution of wealth from the middle class paying for all these vaccines in the tune of trillions of dollars worldwide. So you can go on and on. And then, of course, we have all these health ailments died suddenly uh, situations where the vaccines were not properly vetted and people are not able to reproduce. Their menstrual cycles have been disrupted. And who knows what long-term effects are going to ha- they're going to there there is going to happen as a result of this global vaccine push and it was also something that it helped advance the um social credit score system because of the vac- vaccine passport system that was very much the same system so they did all of that you know like a, like i always said that french cook that uses even the bone to create the soup after they're done with the, uh, you know, the, the the big meal, right? They don't let anything go to waste in a French kitchen. I've been studying cooking a lot lately. But um, so here we are. So how taxpayers funds. So what I'm saying is where we had Obama hating Trump and where we had Joe Biden hating Trump. And where Trump was representing the people for the first time and America first interests. The globalists had to say no to that. George Soros certainly did. Klaus Schwab certainly did. You know, this whole globalist agenda. Hillary Clinton was part of this cabal and started the Russian hoax. So we talked about all this, but what I'm saying is Israeli, Israeli politics is just as divided. People don't, people, I think a lot of people do know this, but I think a lot of people don't. And I think that what you need to understand, their politics over there are bad and vicious. And what goes on behind, be, between Gantt and, and Netanyahu and other players is really vicious. They are vicious, vicious. And I think that some of this stuff could be false flaggish or um, there's something going on. But what's interesting is it would not be the first time that Foggy Bottom or the State Department, Foggy Bottom, by the way, is just simply a neighborhood inside the Beltway in Washington, D.C., you have these neighborhoods. And one of the neighborhoods, just like in New York, they have Mary Hill, Chelsea, West Village, you know. Foggy Bottom is basically a neighborhood inside um, D.C. And it happens to be where the State Department lives. The United Nations, for example, in New York City is in Turtle Bay. And so they'll say... Go back to Turtle Bay and you'll see what happened. You know, if someone doesn't know that connection, they're not going to know they're talking about the UN. And when someone says Foggy Bottom, uh, they're not necessarily going to know that they're talking about the State Department. 
So I'm just here to explain that. But this is an interesting little tidbit here. So the title reads, How Taxpayer Funds Are Flowing to a Group Bankrolling Anti-Netanyahu Protests. And it reads like this. The U.S. government has been funneling taxpayer money to the left-wing group bankrolling protests against Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, according to Israeli funding documents, reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon, who's pretty good with their news, by the way. Not always, but but in this case, I I think uh, they're spot on. So the documents indicate that since 2020, Foggy Bottom has sent money uh, to the Movement for Quality Government, MQG, the Israeli nonprofit stoking nationwide anti-Netanyahu protests that have been protest, seen protesters clash with police. So the State Department, which confirmed the funding, calls the group a nonpartisan organization, but its work opposing Netanyahu raises questions about how the group was able to obtain, hey, did they do this in Ukraine back in 2014 with Jeffrey Pyatt and uh, Toria Newland? Didn't they do this already? Yeah. They keep on doing it, and they keep on screwing up. And you got people like Jake Sullivan one week before the Israeli blow-up, and he says the Middle East is about as peaceful as you could possibly get it. Well, of course, what he was doing is trying to justify the unfreezing of $6 billion sent over to Iran. He was trying to justify it. And then a week later, boom, all hell breaks loose in the Middle East. So this is what's going on. So this, this money funneling, the United States provided funding to the group beginning in 2020 near the end of the Trump administration. One former senior U.S. official familiar with the matter said the grant was likely approved by career State Department officials and that the small amount of money likely went unnoticed by Trump administration. The State Department typically allows its grantees to self-report. <laughs> it's all set up. The movement for quality government has worked for decades to subvert Israeli democracy. So this is one of these radical left-wing groups that the State Department is financing. You know, during the Obama administration, the State Department was caught deleting emails that showed it funded the One Voice Movement, a liberal group that was waging an anti-Netanyahu smear campaign at the time. We keep meddling in other people's elections and keep in the name of democracy. It's insane that, you know, our State Department gets away with what they get away with. Here we got top Biden intel (coughs) official outed as Palestinian activists have some very dark associations. So Colin Rogue Rogue writes this just last week. Biden's national security. Well, you know we'll play that just to just just to hear it. We've already played this before, but we'll play it. And what we said is we want to depressurize, de-escalate, and ultimately integrate the Middle East region. The war in Yemen is in its 19 month of truce. For now, the Iranian attacks against U.S. forces have stopped. Our presence in Iraq is stable. I emphasize for now because all of that can change. And the Middle East region is quieter today 
than it has been in two decades. Well, wrong. <laughs> it was just festering. But here's the thing. Why does he feel the need to meddle? Didn't we have the Abraham agreement where the two real parties were going to come to the table and work out an agreement? Wouldn't it be that that agreement would make it really nice and neat so that if someone violates the agreement, there's some rules? There's no ambiguity as to who broke the rule. If you write up a good contract between two adversarials, that would make sense to me. But we don't want it that clear. That's why Jonathan Gruber, back when he was speaking at Penn, even though he was an MIT economist, said when it came to Obamacare that we were going to torture the legislation to make it too dumb, to make it too complex for the dumb voter to understand. So he purposely made it, tortured it, and made it too complicated. And then he made the phrase, I don't know if you remember this, Jonathan Gruber, but we were going to depend on the stupidity of the American voter to get this bill passed forward because if they understood what was in it, unlike what Nancy Pelosi said, no one would ever support it because it was socialized medicine. Nancy Pelosi said, we have to pass it before you can know what's really in it. See, it's ass backwards. So, the question uh, that was raised by this person that's following this story um, says, I have, uh, the question I have, and this is another person saying that, is did they co-opt that from us on the internet, or where did they get the name from? And Day of Rage is what they're referring to. They called it Summer of Chaos, back in 2016 and then leaked direct messages from Black Lives Matter. If you recall, there were leaked messages between DeRay and a couple other people in Black Lives Matter, including supposedly Loretta Lynch. Here's just one sample of the direct messages with the rest linked to the Redice article. So, or Redis article, uh, the Okay, so the first screenshot below is from ABC calling Hamas Day of Rage. Hamas Day of Rage protests break out in Middle East and beyond. So they're using the same um, same verbiage to roll out another conflict in another region of the world. And they're rephrasing certain things, but it's the same playbook. So King Abdullah II says no refugees in Jordan or Egypt. According to King Abdullah, Jordan is also not prepared to accept any more Palestinian refugees from the Gaza Strip. Well, in Paris and elsewhere, they're blowing people up. In uh, Brussels, overnight, uh, there was a couple of shootings, and uh, it turned out to be uh, Islamic-related whether it was related to the conflict in the Middle East, no one knows. But Hillary Clinton did put forth that thing that said Benghazi started because there was a senseless video, <laughs> which was a lie. Meet Mayor Bittar, top Biden intel official, Palestinian radical, and longtime friend and colleague of color revolution architect Norm Eisen. 
That doesn't sound good. Now, the revolver put this out. So Hamas' gruesome terrorist attack against Israel has left the entire world in shock, primarily at the barbarity of Hamas' actions. Again, while I read this, though, while I say that, it's hard to, to, to get your head around the idea that the same individuals are also calling out Israel for war crimes, for turning off water and electricity to the Gaza Strip and Hamas, saying too many innocent uh, people are being slaughtered as a result of famine. Then you got this. You got these conflicts. The Hamas celebration in Times Square or in San Diego is, you know, all about trans. And Hamas soldiers were so proud to have slaughtered babies and raped women that they shared the videos within hours of the attack. Their supporters across the globe gathered to celebrate them. Now, University of Penn, for example, lost the funding of Huntsman. Huntsman. And there's uh, the president of the University of Penn is going to be ousted because of the stand, the pro-Palestinian anti-Semitic stand that, stance that they're taking. Every one of them should be identified and destroyed. Okay, so the monster behind the mask of civility have been exposed and there's no hiding the evil in the hearts of those who celebrated the acts of terror. So Andy No put out, a Hamas celebration rally in New York by the far-left socialists and Palestinian nationalists. It's crazy, you know, because both sides are taking a lot of crap from both sides. It's kind of fascinating. I think it's internal politics, false flag, and military-industrial complex money laundering stuff. At the end of the day, whether that was the origin and the catalyst to it or whether it's just never let a a crisis go to waste in the name of Rahm Emanuel, right? Um, People are either exploiting this as an opportunity to profit or what, but it's a very confusing conflict. And the propaganda that's out there, nobody really knows who to believe. The only thing I know is that the people that are siding with Israel are now people like Justin Trudeau, who's writing checks that they can't afford, but it's going to eventually come back to the politicians that are pounding the chest and saying, you know, great things about Israel and terrible things about Hamas. Then you got the squad talking about Hamas and Israel's the occupier and the oppressor. So you got all these things going on because you got these conservatives in the European Union calling out Israel, suggesting that they're a violation of war crimes for cutting off the power and water and electricity and all this, that, and the other to the West, uh, the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. So it's very confusing. And then you got another story that says internal politics in Israel could have been the cause of this. So rather than speculate or act like a dodo brain and join a side, I'm just going to look at this from a news reporter perspective and take it all in and try to figure out what the hell's going on. Here we got this. 
I wonder how long it will be before the trans community makes it all about them. So in a magazine called Them, uh, under the culture section, it says, Israel makes the hormones I need for my transgender, but I support Palestinian liberation because my peers and my all my friends who are liberal tell me so. At large part, a large part of the trans community in the U.S. is being forced to choose between our life-affirming transitions and our Palestinian siblings' demand for that for their freedom. So it's kind of a, a very interesting, perplexing situation. And then you got the perhaps the biggest moron, other than Kamala Harris. In Washington, Janet Yellen, who's our Treasury Secretary, no less, saying that we have the funds to finance this war. Absolutely. Debt to GDP at 122%. Can, can America, can the West afford another war at this time? I, I think the answer is absolutely. Um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military. Okay, so she says we could afford all the wars in the world. We could just, there's no limit. Now, um, there's also going to be a big thing going on in Washington today, and that is about the Speaker of the House. It's looking more and more like Jim Jordan, which is better than Steve Scalise when you think about the conservative track record and the money being sent to Ukraine frivolously. Jim Jordan is better at that. But then again, now we have a war shift. And I wonder if it's a result of the fact that we have reached our boiling point uh, of, of aid to Ukraine and they can't sell it anymore. So they have a new war that they could sell to keep the money train flowing. I don't know. Uh, it also might be that uh, Jim Jordan is more of a war hawk or an Israel hawk and more inclined to give endless amounts of money and green light endless amounts of money to Israel, uh, which ends up in the pockets of the politicians that vote for that money. Here is Troy Nels, though, when asked about Trump. And I keep saying, why is there not more talk about Trump being speaker? And why did they miss this opportunity? Do I think Trump will be speaker? No. Do I think it would be the greatest thing if he was, if they did? Yes. And I'm not alone. I mean, a lot of people think that. So why are we not getting what we want from our representatives? That's my question. Did you raise the possibility of making Trump the next I didn't speaker? say anything on that. I didn't say anything. My point is this, as I've always said, I don't know anybody can get to 217 in this conference. Hopefully we can. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. I do. I want to be wrong. But if we're here till Sunday, Monday, Tuesday next week, we don't have some. We've got to come up with another option here. We've got to think, maybe it's somebody from the outside. Why not the leader of our party? What Bring in the leader of our party. What do you think about empowering the Well, he is, but he's already won the primary. Forget that. What do you think about empowering the interim speaker? I've, I've never had a discussion about that. But you personally, what do you think about I don't know. I don't I don't really know. I can't comment on that. Can you just shed some light on how Scalise is addressing his critics in there? If, you know, he's, he's, so he gets into the details of Scalise, and Scalise is fine, and, you know, 
There's that. So ALX says, I haven't seen anything like this in years. They are literally melting the phones, lines, some offices. Numbers are permanently busy. So they're really working, trying to get a speaker, right? I said, I'd love to see Speaker Trump, but that would be too great a move for Republicans to ever achieve for the people they serve with fake Trump indictments and setting the agenda heading into 2024. This would be courageous, bold and smart. If not uh, Trump, though, I stand with Jim Jordan. And that's that's where my head is. Uh, and uh, someone else, Representative Carlos Jimenez from Florida, no less, um, actually once he's going to nominate Speaker McCarthy today, uh, perhaps, is what I've been told. And Last Refuge says, Sundance says, McCarthy is supporting Jordan. Representative Carlos, you deserve to be primaried for stupidity alone. So he's going to hold it up even further, which I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing. The government certainly can't figure things out. You got a lot of confusion on the left. Like here, this person, this, this, uh, this person who identifies as feminist got speechless after this question. Let's take a listen. Can you name any rights men have today that women don't? Any rights that men have that women do not? Any rights that men have that women do not? No. No. So then what laws are feminists fighting for? Uh, and then she curses there. Um, she's like, you guys, that's a good one. That's a good one. She goes, crap, that's a good one. I thought that was funny. That happens all the time, too, by the way. It's just just crazy. Now, I have a lot of audio that I wanted to share with you with regard to um, Klaus Schwab and some new things that have been developing and coming out. I'm going to wait and save those for tomorrow. Um, this Woody Harrelson clip was really funny. At, it, it was at the 75th International Film Festival in uh, in Cannes, in in the south of France somewhere. I think it was at Cannes. All right here we go. If, but you know the character's a Marxist. I'm not a Marxist. I'm an uh, anarchist. He's talking uh, about his character in the in this movie. All right. But uh, so in that sense, we differ. You know, I'm the kind of guy who just thinks it's abominable when a superpower with all this military might, with no provocation, you know, attacks a, uh, you know, just unprovoked attacks a a country that is, uh, you know... Like, like, you know, Iraq, oh, sorry, Afghan, I'm, I'm sorry, Viet, <laughs> Korea, no, sorry, Ukraine. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I lost my way there. Uh, anyway, uh, I love the character, and uh, I do think that in, in a lot of ways he let my character be the voice of some of the message of the film, so... That was cool. All right. So, yeah, you get the idea, right? Um, 
who are we to pass, you know, who are we to highbrow and pass judgment over others? Uh, I just think it's insane that we, we do that. Uh, here, I'm going to play this clip. This was uh, about, yeah, let's see. Oh, wow, there were so many good ones here. I'm going to go ahead and play this one too. This is in line important than mine right now but what i'm annoyed about is peers trying to take a cheap shot at someone that believes in society moving forward yeah i'm actually because def- really if i'm actually to- exposing the hypocrisy it's of not- the woke mentality of only gay people can play gay parts only trans actors can play trans parts and so I, on and so on and so on. I think we right get to the to point, a place where right everyone to the point, can play snow white and the seven dwarves has to be cancelled because you're not allowed to have dwarf you should- yeah can you name I- any right I I I basically covered that yesterday a little bit, but that was the audio clip associated with it. The hypocrisy among the left is actually knows no bounds. Uh, Jack Pozoziak puts this out: "Crazy how Israel ended the Ukraine war." Well, that's true. Let's take a listen to this. We'll squeeze this in. I mean, it's it's just extraordinary to me that uh, you know the government was working with social Jim media Johnson from Wisconsin. to amplify lies and suppress truth, and has been doing so repeatedly. Why couldn't the American people know that you know there were other alternatives to treat COVID? Why, why can't the American people know that there were side effects with the vaccine? This is all pre-planned by an elite group of people. That's what I'm talking about. Event 201 that occurred in late 2019 prior to the rest of us knowing about this pandemic. Again, yeah. Yeah, th- this is very concerning in terms of what has happened, what is happening, uh, what continues to be planned for our loss of freedom. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it needs to be exposed, but unfortunately there, there are very few people, even in Congress, that are willing to take a look at this. Uh, they, they all push the vaccine. Uh, they don't want to, you know, be, be made aware of the fact that the vaccines might have caused injuries, might have caused death. Uh, you know, so so many people just simply don't want to admit they were wrong, and they're going to do everything right. they can to make sure that they're not proven wrong. We're, well, we're up against people, a very powerful group of people here, Maria. But you know, fortunately, you say, what can we do? Well, you know, we do have reporters like yourself, like John Solomon, other people that have the the courage to report the truth against the mainstream media and against the narrative. But that's the only way this is going to be solved is we need the truth to be exposed. We need more Americans to listen to the truth, to be exposed to the truth, to pull their heads out of the sand, quite honestly, open up their eyes and understand what is happening in this country. We are going down a very dangerous path, but as a path is being laid out and planned by an elite group of people that want to take total control over our lives. And that's what they're doing bit by bit. They do it by increasing ma- you know, massive government spending. Yeah, well, we know that, right? Well, hey, we're at the end of the show. You've been listening to The Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation to help keep Scott Adams shows commercial-free. Use Red State over at MyPillow.com, and we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.